Hello, everyone. Welcome to the California Association of Tactical Officers podcast, where we discuss a variety of SWAT-related topics. We believe tactics are a science, and the art is in how we apply those tactics. My name is Marcus Sprague. And I'm Brent Stratton. This episode is an interview with Zachariah from Running for Heroes. Zachariah runs for fallen first responders from around the nation. And his passion has led him to start a nonprofit called Running for Heroes. So this is Zachariah's story, what he's about, how he ended up starting a nonprofit at 11 years old. And the special thing about him is just the passion that he has for our profession and the dedication and how he travels all over the country uh, running in honor of fallen first responders and how that has blossomed into this nonprofit where they now can support injured officers. So I thought it'd be a good time for us to have a, a positive podcast about you know some people in the community that really care about our profession. And this young man is truly an inspiration. So please follow him on Facebook and Instagram. Check out his website, uh, Running for Heroes. And I hope you enjoy the show. Zachariah, I want to welcome you to the Cato Podcast, and I want to say that I truly am honored to meet you and finally get you on here. You've been so busy traveling around the country and supporting law enforcement in so many different ways that I really wanted to get you on here so that everybody could hear uh, just all the cool stuff that you've been doing everywhere. And first of all, I want to tell you that um, I don't run like I used to. When I was younger, I when I was younger, I ran a lot, and uh, just seeing those pictures of uh, folks out there running in full gear, especially uh, several of those pictures were in Florida, and uh, it's it's a little bit uh, what p- folks in California would call muggy, uh, wearing that full gear and running. And so we're a little spoiled in California; we don't have that issue. It does get hot, but it doesn't get too muggy. So I'm watching those guys run, going, "Man, that's." That's pretty hard in, in a pair of shorts and a t-shirt, let alone with all their gear on. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's a pleasure to be here. And, uh, you know, just that, you know, California and, uh, ru- yeah, running in the heat in California, Florida, you know, all these states, you know, especially in their full gear. And you know, that's that's truly incredible, the fact that they're able to do that. And, you know, example, people at my runs, you know, I know California, in my opinion, uh, California, Nevada, those states are I mean, in my opinion, even hotter than Florida, just because there's no, there's no humidness. It's just pure heat. But you know, even in Florida, you know, when I see people coming out running in their full gear, I you know I thank them because you know it's, it sometimes gets really hot in here, um, and over here in Florida, and uh, it's just amazing how the dedication they are able to you know honor their fallen brothers and sisters, um, doing the best they can is truly incredible, and it's it's an honor to be doing this and you know it's amazing what our first responders do so i it's a pleasure to be doing this um and i hope to continue this for as long as possible well thanks my friend i wish you didn't have to run so much but uh that's kind of the nature of things right now so uh going back to your origin story as we say uh tell me about how uh you got inspired to start uh running for heroes because it's a pretty good story yeah so the main inspiration uh, was founded about three years ago when I ran in a race called the Tunnel Two Towers 5K. 85Ks are on the nation for fallen 9-11 heroes, but this one was specifically in my hometown of Orlando, um, or Altamont Springs to be exact. And uh, at the time, I just loved running, and I would do 5Ks every single one or two weeks 
around my community because, you know, that, that was just a passion of mine to do, go out and run. And uh, this 5K kind of touched me because, like you said on the first question, on the on the first part of the story just a minute or two ago, you know, it's incredible to see first responders in their full gear. And I got to see that personally in the Tunnel to Towers 5K. Um, at first, I didn't know what it was about. It was, To me, at first, it was just five, another, another 5K that I was doing. Uh, but every single foot I plant on the ground during the run, you know, give, give, gave me more inspiration because there's all these first responders in their full gear going past me. And not only is that incredible to see them like that, but at the same time, you know, I was just running by myself. I didn't have any gear on or anything. So it was just inspiring to see that they put a lot of dedication into that run. Um, so that kind of inspired me to look up some things to start my own uh, thing to help out our first responders. Because after I found out what the Tunnels Towers 5K do, I thought that was an amazing thing. So in 2018, I was dedicated to run for a specific fall 9-11 hero. Um, it was actually the one that we were picked as a name tag for during the 5K that I did originally. And I raised money for Tunnel to Towers in 2018 until in 2019 we had enough support to start our own foundation. And that's when I had the idea to start running for all fallen first responders, officers and firefighters, who's their life in the line of duty. And that's what kind of started it all. Since then, we became a nonprofit and we've been growing ever since. Did you know when you first started this how much you were going to have to run? No. Um, I knew it was <laughs> going to be quite a bit, but, you know, I think, you know, 2019 was a okay year. It wasn't the best year for our first responders, but I was used to it. But the second COVID-19 spiked, you know, it was just night upon night. I was running three, two, three miles every single night. And it was so bad to the point that we had to, um, instead of the start of 2021, you know, not run for COVID-19 anymore and dedicate them specifically to a 5K at the end of the month. Um, but, you know, the numbers of my miles have been quite high, but I am still dedicated to doing this, uh, even even if something tragic happens and we have to run for, let's say, 10, 20 officers or firefighters um, at the same time, point and period uh, through that week, you know, I'm still dedicated to do this. And, you know, every first responder that passed away in line of duty should be honored because it's new family and new viewership. So I just want to give them my all each and every mile. And, you know, even though I have to run and give grants to the injured first responders, which I do every single month as well, um, most people ask me, do you still have time to be a kid as well? I would say definitely. I'm still able to do lots of things as a kid. Um, one of my main passions is a pilot, and I'm I have a flight simulator, and I, you know, I'm I'm still able to enjoy my time as a kid at the same time. So I'm really glad to be doing this nonprofit, and I plan to continue this. Yeah, man, it's pretty cool, huh? It's a lot of work to get a nonprofit started. Yeah, it was. Um, it took about eight months until no, sorry, it took about a year um, for the nonprofit to actually formed. Um, it was a little hard, not for me, but for my dad and running the heroes itself. But over time, as we became a nonprofit and we got enough support, you know, it was easier along the way. Um, and we're very glad to be a nonprofit because with the help of being a nonprofit, we can help out more people. And that also um, is one reason why we have the injured first responder grant and we're giving $10,000 to an injured first responder each month. Um, because, of the, because of us being a nonprofit, we have more fr uh, freedom and more things we could do to help out. Um, so I'm very glad to be a nonprofit. We're very glad to be a nonprofit. And um, right now we're at a great point with running the heroes. 
That's pretty amazing, man. I knew you started that program, but I didn't know you. It was ten thousand dollars a month. That's uh, that's an imp- that's very impressive and helpful. Yeah, definitely. Um, but you know, all of the donations we get in the mail are f- from basically our spon- uh, our supporters. Our supporters are amazing, and without them, we would not be able to be doing the grants. We would not even be able to be sending the flag to the family because, you know, we can't. You know, we're just we're a normal family. We can't afford, you know buying 800 flags and buying more flags as we continue. So the, the donations is pretty much what keeps this nonprofit alive. And I want to thank my supporters for all the donations they get because just sending a dollar can help so much. And it's it, it, it's shown by uh, just the, the stats that we have. We've given over $90,000 in the last 12 months to 13 injured first responders. Um, and, you know, we plan to continue that as well. And we've given... Um, about 750 flags to the to 750 different families. Uh, the other 50 we could not do because it was at the start of my mission. At, at the time, I only had like three different flags, and I wasn't sending them at the time. But ever since we got the idea for the flag idea, we've been sending them. Uh, we've never missed a single one, and that's all because of our donations that we get. And it's amazing to see how much people can support us. Yeah, Ken. Let me ask you this: Did you know a, a lot about police work? or, uh, you know, first responder, work firefighters, EMS. Did you know a lot about that before you started to do this? Surprisingly, um, not really. Um, we, we had some first responding friends. We, my cousin, like I said, he's, uh, he's been a deputy, um, up in Ocala for quite a bit. And my, one of my best friend's dads is also a former officer as well. So we, we had connections with law enforcement and we had connections with first responding. Um, but you know, after the, Tumultus Towers 5K, and after I was curious to learn more, um, I actually watched a documentary about 9-11 as well with my family, and I was just, even though that documentary was very sad, you know, it's, it, I was inspired by those people, those first responders um, helping out these people going into that burning tower, and, you know, the fact that it's not only that where they were helping lives. Every single call they get is a new threat that they may not be able to go home at the end of their shift, but they still, without a doubt, go there uh, without hesitation to, in, in a course of just one or two minutes, just to go out and help that person that, that they um, have received a call to go to. It's amazing how we have amazing heroes, which is our first responders out there on the front line, um, risking their whole family just so they can help out the community around them. Without them, I think the world would not be as good of, as a place as it is. And I truly believe that, you know, the first responders that we have, God put because they, he knew that those people were the bravest possible. And I just cannot thank my first responders enough around my community and around the nation for all that they do towards their community, no matter what country they're from. And that's why when one loses their life in the United States, we want to do a tribute run and make it the best we can so the family knows that, he, he or she was an amazing hero and one that we will never forget around the nation. Let me ask you something, uh, a little bit more lighthearted question. Uh, was there something that you believed about police officers, say, or deputies, that now that you've met, you know, hundreds and really probably thousands of them and you've hung out with us and eaten with us and all that, that is different than when you started? Oh, yeah. Like something definitely. funny or something about, like, I thought police officers did this, but they don't or something like that. Yeah. Uh, since the start of this, um, this foundation, even before Running Be Heroes was even talked about, even before 
we went to Tunnel to Towers 5K. We've always had a great perspective on law enforcement or fire, firefighting. But, you know, we were like a normal family. We we didn't really, uh, me me in person, We I didn't really uh, think about first responders a lot when it comes to them being a hero. Um, I knew they were great heroes, but I didn't really think about them much first thing in my head when I was thinking of a hero. And ever since I've started this foundation, ever since I've seen, you know, even though law enforcement, especially because I've they're the ones that usually come out to these runs, um, you know, the fact that they go to all these hard calls every single day, stressful calls and calls that they wish they could forget sometimes as well, you know, they they still uh, when they go out to those runs, they are in good spirits, you know, all of them. Me, I'm friends with um, all these officers that come out. They are like family to us, but it's also amazing that they can have a great friendship with the other deputies around their uh, department as well. Um, it's like, it's like, it's like school, but you know, uh, in, in a friend way, but you know, law enforcement is amazing. You know, I've learned law enforcement and firefighting, um, you know, they, it's amazing to see what they can do um, and still be an amazing family member as and amazing friend. Um, and when they get home, they still do all this amazing stuff for their family. Um, you know, I've just learned law enforcement and firefighting, all, all officers and firefighters are truly amazing. And I'm glad to say that I am, you know, me and thousands, uh, hundreds of thousands of people around the nation are protected by our first responders each and every day. And it's amazing to see the work that they put in um, for, for the community around them. Thank you. What's, uh, what's been the coolest thing you've got to do? What's like one of your favorite experiences? Like, you know, I know you've, I know you've been in a lot of planes this year, but what are some other <laughs> things you do that, you know, off camera or after before the events? Cause you, a lot of these places you go, you don't really know anybody. And so what are, what are some other things you've got to do? What are some of your favorite memories from that? Oh, um, I've, you know, I've, I've been doing this nonprofit for about two years now and throughout everything that I've ever done. I can't just say one. I do have lots of multiple ones, though. Example, um, you know, the the first interpersonal first responder grant we get we gave at the start of January of 2020, up in Aurora, Illinois, for an injured uh, an injured officer in the Henry Pratt shooting that happened up there uh, just a few years ago. Um, we gave them a five thousand dollar grant, and that was a great experience because you know we we never gave a grant to the injured. We never actually helped the injured before this instance. And, you know, it was incredible to be able to help out the injured starting that day and now forward. Um, so that was, that's definitely high on my lists. Um, I got to say also, you know, just, I got to say one of the other things that off, you know, other than, you know, helping out people, I would say is one of the best experiences is when I had the birthday surprise as well, um, where on my birthday, uh, we went out and, we uh we were going to do a run, but it was actually not a real person. And um, after I started talking about who I was about to run for, um, they stopped me and they uh, actioned a lap. Um, and then they came around and you know thanked me for all that I do as well. That was a great experience. But you know, just seeing getting to meet the families as well. That's also high on my list. I've gotten to meet families throughout this whole entire thing. Some even ran with me sometimes. Um, but you know, getting to meet the family and getting to give these grants to the injured is definitely high on my lists for the best things I get to do with this nonprofit. And it just 
brings a, a, a smile on my face when I get to have these amazing experiences. And I know it may, that, that answer that I just gave may change throughout the next few years. But right now, I think getting to meet the family as well as giving the grant to the injured is some of my favorite parts of this mission because not only do I get to see one part of my nonprofit helping out, but also the other, the other half also helping out same people as well. Yeah, it's not always easy to pull that off, right? I mean, you have a lot of logistical challenges. You've got to work between your, you know, you're still going to school and your folks are still working and you got to plan to go to the location and get someone there and run and then hope the weather's okay. You 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 overcome a lot of logistical challenges, huh? Oh yeah, definitely. Um but you know, hard work and dedication, if you put hard work and dedication into your life each and every day, you know, you'll, you'll, fin- you'll still be able to do all the stuff you want to do in that day. You know, cause like you said, you know, as well as this nonprofit, I have school, um, part-time. I also sometimes, um, do flight school. Um, I, I'm in a flight school, but it's, you know, it's lifelong. So it's not like I need to rush and worry about that as well, but I still need to do that sometimes as well. I also have homework, you know, that's, that's going to get bigger once I get into bigger grades. Um, you know, I also have the nonprofit and many other things as well, but, uh, luckily our schedule works out where we do, we, uh, basically fly in and fly out on the weekends when we do the grants or when we go do a run up somewhere else. Um, and when we do that, go in, go out type thing, we still are able to do so much stuff in that two day period and still get back for me, not missing any school or missing anything else. So if we have a good schedule and even though it seems like we do a lot, which we do, uh, if we have a good schedule, we're able to work everything out, and we have a planned, um, a planned calendar. Basically, we're able to get everything done and still not be rushed to do anything else, which is a great thing that we've learned throughout Running the Heroes as it continues to grow. So, who who does your schedule? Your mom or your dad? Um, my mom and my dad. Mostly my dad. My dad's uh, the, one of the main people in this nonprofit. My mom is the behind the scenes type work. She's the one that takes all the pictures during my runs. And she also, you know, just shares my story off camera to other people as well. Um, but my dad is mainly the one that gets my schedule worked out. Also my other board members on running the heroes that we've gotten over time. Um, they also help out my dad in those situations, but you know, I'm a kid. Um, I gotta say, you know, I'm not really the main, even though I'm the one on camera and I'm the one basically doing all this stuff. Um, most of the credit actually goes to my dad and everybody with the nonprofit on the board. Um, that help make this nonprofit the best as possible. Because basically all all I do is do the tribute runs, give the interpersonal responders the grants, as well as speaking, which is a lot of things for a kid. But everything else, you know, finding out who's going to be the interpersonal responder of that month and, you know, just, you know, making sure nobody's doing anything bad on the page, which knowing that we have a big following that could happen quite a bit. Um, and, you know, just making sure everything's good and steady with nonprofit is all my family and uh, my board members and my supporters and my followers. Um, so I cannot thank them enough. And I, and I got to give them some credit for all the amazing stuff they have done to make running for heroes and just make me, um, make me and running for heroes, you know, just uh, a great thing. Um, and, you know, we have a great supportive back nonprofit and I'm glad to say that. Yeah. They, I mean, if you think about where you started from and how big, and busy you are now it's pretty impressive and that's a great group of people because you've grown that uh thing to really really 
expand it and help a lot more folks. So yeah, I totally agree. Let me ask you this. Do you make your bed every day? Um, you know, I gotta be reminded with that sometimes, you know, I, if I was not reminded, I would not do it. And, you know, there's lots, of, there's lots of chores I have around the house. That I do not do. And if I, if I live by myself, I would not be able to get anywhere. Um, so I'm glad to still be a kid and I'm glad to still, you know, learn new stuff. Cause you know, right now, if I was, if I was 18 and I moved out of the house, you know, I could not do anything by myself. So you know, I just got to think about that more often, but, you know. <laughs> that just I'm makes a you a regular kid, buddy. That just makes yeah, you a regular yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Just, that just shows that I still, I can still be a kid and I can still get on my, get my parents, get on my parents' nerves sometimes as well. So what's your, uh, a lot of people have pre-running rituals. Do you have a pre-run ritual or after do you have a ritual? Yeah, so before the run, we, uh, I have facts to study because obviously, you know, I'm a kid. And even adults sometimes can't, I can't memorize everything about the fall and here I'm running for. Sure. So I study, I study about 30 minutes beforehand, just basic facts, you know, his name, his rank, you know, where he worked, when he passed away, how he passed away, then his age, his department, and who he left behind. And then sometimes some other things as well, like if he was an army veteran, those type things, he or she. Um, and then just in case I forget something on the run, I have, I have my crutch basically. Uh, right under the phone so I can look at that um, and it, it'll still look professional. It looks like I'm not even doing it, but you know, that's, you know, I'm a kid and I have to have those things. Well, we're, so that's we're adults, buddy. We need those things too. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this studying is my pre-running ritual. And then I also, you know, for about 10 minutes or so, I enjoy, you know, playing football or flying my drone. I play football with the officers that come out, you know, just I have some fun with my I have some, I stretch, but doing it in a fun way, obviously, by those things, by just getting me prepped for the run, getting me, you know, pumped for the run. And then the second that recording button is on, you know, I'm focused and I'm ready to do the tribute run, even though sometimes it is a hassle for my mom and my dad to get me on the recording so we can get it on time because, you know, I'm still talking to the officers or I'm trying to get that last throw in. The second the run starts, you know, I'm focused and I want to make it the best tribute as possible. That's basically my my ritual, and then after my the run, I don't have a lot of rituals. Um, I, I uh, thank all the officers for coming. Sometimes I give a speech if it's a huge uh, outcome, but my main rituals are beforehand, just making sure the run is the best as possible. So, we've talked a lot about where you where the foundation came from, and we've talked a lot about um, what you've done, and and I hope everybody can hear the passion in your voice and your dedication to to our profession. And, and I want to thank you for that. And I, I want to ask you, um, and I didn't, I didn't warn you about this. So think about it for a second. Where do you, and I won't commit you to it. If you don't like it, we'll edit it out. But uh, where do you see the future of running for heroes? Where would you like it to go? If you were king for a day, where would you, what would you like to do next? You know, just, it's just like, asking the same thing like to a 1980s person what do you think would be an evolution to like <laughs> to like computers in the future mm -hmm. um you know that's a really hard question just because of all the amazing stuff we've already been able to do I know, it's crazy but you know first of all you know as donations continue to grow more i would like to boost the injured first responder grant to $12,500 or over time $15,000 um, that's obviously over time, but I can see that in the future. Um, I also, you know, wish, you know, in the future we could 
help out more. Um, I know we have different branches of running computers as well that are on the side. We also we have a running computers military that runs for she she's uh, an adult. She runs for some fallen military heroes from time to time. Um, but in the future, as I grow older, I just hope to uh, get just with running be heroes, get to help out more people, get to do more stuff like these, like I'm doing today. Um, get to travel more because you know I love aviation. So getting to get get in a plane again, you know, uh, just sightseeing is awesome. But um, I just I just hope that you know. Honestly, you know, right now I think we're at a great point, and just other than the few things that I would love to grow more in the future, I just hope that right now we can just, we can just continue to grow and not go go down anywhere. Which um, I think right now, if we if we just stayed like this throughout the whole entire nonprofit, we would be fine. But I would love to grow the engine purchase responder grant to a bigger a bigger number soon. Um, and also just to help out more people, get to meet more families as well, and just to uh, meet more people that I'm inspired by, like families and first responders in general throughout this nonprofit as it grows. It's kind of a, yeah, great point, my friend. You, you're doing great. And so the fact that you've been able to do as much as you have in such a short period of time really speaks to your support system and, and you and your dedication. So uh, I didn't mean to, to think you didn't have anything to do, but I know everybody has an idea, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, and, uh, yeah. and just expanding that is pretty awesome. And, uh, you know, who knows, maybe you'll be flying, you know, flying your kid around someday for doing the oh, same yeah, thing. Yeah. So you know, that that's pretty I've awesome. Flown, I, I've been able to get a fly for about five minutes in total, like just me at the controls. And I've been able to taxi a few times. Uh, which is nice. I we did that just a few weeks ago. Uh, a, a pilot, uh, an actually an instructor, heard about my passion for aviation. We got to, I got to fly for about five minutes in total, which was quite nice. Um, but you know, right now aviation is my main passion. I am on a side online flight school, um, which I should get more lessons in soon. Um, and I also have a flight simulator, which is full realism. I have all the plug-in controls, and I have a good computer that runs it. So if I just practice on those more, um, right now I think aviation is still going to continue. Um, but, you know, who knows? In the future, I may be a police officer. Who knows? You know, I'm only 12, and, you know, who knows what the future is going to bring. But right now I'm just set on aviation. And even if I don't uh, have anything to do with aviation in my job, I hope to just continue uh, enjoying aviation. Right now I just hope to get my license as a pilot. Um, maybe not have a job as a pilot, but just have my license just in case if I'm bored, I want to go out and just fly. But, uh, right now I just hope to be a commercial pilot, but you know, like I said, that can always change in the future. You got plenty of time, my friend, but you don't, you don't live too far from Emory Riddle. So oh you yeah, know, you always got yeah. that going for you, right? Yeah. You know, the online flight school is, uh, actually very, uh, very nice. It's a 33 week long course, uh, not 33 weeks, but there's 33 lessons. Um, if you took if you did it every single Saturday, um, instead of doing the lifelong type thing, it would be 33 weeks, but there's 33, uh, different, there's 33 different lessons. Most of them are about an hour to two hours long. Um, and after that, they will give me an FAA test. If I pass that test, which I'm, I'm, I'm only on my 10th week, so I don't need to worry about what I need to get on that test. But if I pass that test, um, I'll have a better chance, um, and possibly even a scholarship to get to Emory Riddle, like those type of places when I'm older. Um, or local flight schools around my area as well. Uh, so as long as I just continue the flight school, uh, and like I said, it's lifelong, so I don't need to worry about getting it quick and done. As long as I just focus on aviation and learn more stuff about it, 
as well as focusing on school at the same time because you know having a good ed education can help out anything um i think i'll have a great chance to get to a local flight school very very soon i'm guessing that you'll be able to do anything you want to do bud because you have the uh the drive and the motivation to uh, follow through so good for you my friend hey before we go can you tell everybody uh where they can go to learn more about running for heroes and uh and how they can follow you definitely so the main running for heroes page where we do all of our stuff post everything that we do is on facebook www.running the number four heroes.org that's our main page where we do pretty much everything um that's where we uh have all the stuff and including on there is one of the first buttons on the top is a donation link and on there they can donate um, and any, any dollar counts, um, you know, it really helps. So the, the donation buttons on the top, as well as um, applying for the injured first responder grant. Um, you don't even have to be an injured first responder to apply. If you know somebody, or if you just know somebody has, that has a great story, you can, um, basically just send an application about who you're nominating or if you're nominating yourself. And if we think you're a good candidate, we will we may even come up to your location um, if we pick you. So, you know, those are two main things. If you want to support my page, you can. But, you know, there's lots of low-budget people in the world, low-budget families in the world. So I got to say, I think just one of the main ways to just support me is by just just sending a, um, a just a support comment on my Facebook page or my Instagram page, um, just give, giving me a smile. Or just watching my runs or following my page. That's 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 more support than enough, in my opinion. And just by following my page can help so much. So you know, you know, there's so much things that could help out my nonprofit, but there's just a few things that that we would suggest to people if they asked us. Great, thanks, my friend. So, on behalf of the members of the California Association of Tactical Officers and law enforcement in California. I just want to say thank you to you and your family because you don't know anybody and you're almost as far away in the continental United States as you can get from California. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. And you've been out here several times uh, to run for us. And uh, I hope you don't have to come out here to run for us, but we all know that's probably an unrealistic goal. So uh, hopefully we can cross paths here the next time you're out. I know I just missed you by a day last time you were a, uh, yeah, out Sacramento. Here in Northern California. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh I was on a plane to San Diego when you were landed in Sacramento. So maybe next time I can make a drive uh when we meet up with you. But anything else uh you want to close with, my friend? Anything you want to say to the folks out here in California? Not really. I, I, I do want to thank them all for um really just supporting law enforcement and supporting you know this podcast in general. Um, I don't have lots of things to say else for my nonprofit. I think we hit every, every key point, but I do want to thank everybody for letting me do this today. I want to thank everybody who's listening to this when it's, um, when it's aired. And, you know, um, I just want to thank you for talking to me today. It was a pleasure to talk to you, and I was glad to do it. Thank you for listening to the Cato Podcast. To become a member of Cato, check out our website at catonews.org. If you have a topic suggestion, please send them to podcast at catonews.org. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with a friend and rate us on the platform of your choice.